Welcome to Creatively Random. If you're already a part of the family, welcome back. And this is your first time listening. We're excited to have you. This is the podcast for people with endless interest. Today, we're interested in whether you should buy an electric car. We're interested in is Chrome, Google Chrome dead? Uh, we're interested in digital cameras going up in price. Mm. And we're interested in Disney giving up. <laughs> That's it. The good stuff. Some of those might be clickbait, but stick around because there's some good topics today. But before we get into any of them, I have a surprise for you. Okay. Kind of a surprise. You know that it's a surprise, but it's a surprise taste test. I've got something okay. that I found last week in a shop and I was mm. like, I want, I tried it. I've had it, but I haven't had this flavor. There's a little hint. Okay. So I've had one of the flavors, but I bought a few flavors and we should try them together. Okay. Uh, close your eyes. <laughs> Uh, uh, audio listeners, I'm pulling out a bag. You can hear the bag, maybe. And uh, video listeners, watchers, there's the bag. <laughs> okay. Don't open your eyes yet. Keep them closed okay. for one second. This is, I will say, I'm, I'm looking at my producer and she's confused. You know what this is? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. All right. It's, uh, it's a surprise for Michael, but... It's very popular with the youths of today. And I will say the one that I had was very sweet. <laughs> okay. Open your eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you tried this before? No. Okay. Would you, are you willing? Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I've seen it around and I've. So this is KSI and Logan Paul's right. drink. That's it. It's like a Gatorade substitute. Yeah. Well, not substitute. They probably wouldn't argue with that but it's called prime and it was like super hard to get like, like it's sold really, out really or really just expensive. Like right. I think like a 12 pack or like 24 pack of them was like $90 or something, 90 us or something. I remember one of the guys that we play basketball with Jerry, he bought a big case for like 24, uh, for like 90 bucks for 24 of them. Anyway, I've had, the blue one and the green one. Blue raspberry and lemon lime. Which one do you want to try? Oh, I'm easy. What's, yeah, well, what's, we can both try this one. This one's called that? Ice, Ice Pop. Pop. Yeah. Send it. Thank you. Uh, hydration, prime hydration. So it's essentially a Gatorade. Yeah. So it says serving suggestions. We're... Consume one bottle per, one bottle pre or post workout. Filming this podcast is before. Yeah. Are we going to be buzzing or? <laughs> Consume no more than one bottle per day. That's not good. Uh, ingredients. Water. Number one ingredient. That's good. Only 20 calories though mm. per serve. I assume this is one serve. Yeah. Serving size, one bottle. Cool. Pretty Here obvious. Pretty obvious. All right. Get that ASMR going. There's no fears. It's the... Oh, that would have felt... You would have heard that one. Ooh. All right. Cheers. Virtual cheers. cheers. Oh, Lord. Did we say it's ice pop <laughs> flavor? Oh, it's so sweet. It's very sweet. How is it so sweet? There's not even that much sugar in it. Tastes like some sort of berry. There's only one gram of sugar in it. Is it all natural sugars or none at all? No, there's some acids and colors in there for sure. Fruit juice from concentrate. Honestly, that's probably the worst flavor I tried. I, I reckon you should try this. That's um, the blue raspberry is pretty good, and then the lemon limes kind of taste like flat Sprite, <laughs> which is a good good thing I think. Should we shake these? Is that what? You oh, shake? all the stuff's in the bottom. Is it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> is it that type of drink? I don't think that. I think it just sucks. I probably will keep drinking it for the rest of the episode, though. If I'm being honest, because right. I'm gonna, I'll taste test them, but I probably won't keep drinking Blue it. Raspberry. Blue raspberry next for me. Better or worse? Better. Better. Definitely better. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. It's uh, the initial flavor tastes the same. It's the yeah. after, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the after yeah, sort no, of yeah, taste, the lingering right. taste is the raspberry. I think that initial flavor is like the uh, the chemicals just mm. in your tongue, and then it kind of that's it. So it's all the same stuff plus flavor. a little flavor. I feel like 
Are we sponsored? Should we take this off the table? Yeah, oh, we don't need to give Logan or KSI any more clout. clout. That's it. Going back in the Woolworths bag. Very interesting. For how much a bottle? Too much, but uh, $5.40 is what I paid, and I think they're on special. I don't know why I bought so many of them. <laughs> I just don't know what's... I don't know. I just don't feel the energy, you know? <laughs> well, it's not energy drink. It's hydration. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? Before a workout, it's like a pre-workout drink. Yeah. I guess in the same, like, if you'd play like play a sport and then you drink a Gatorade, I guess mm. you could drink a Prime. I think they do have, like, a energy version of the drink as well. Is there any creatine or anything in that? No. Is it just all no. pre-workout? It's no just... Yeah, right. This one has no caffeine in it or anything. Not 100%. suitable for children or pregnant women. Not a sole source of nutrition. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah. drinking that as a meal, there's something you need to look at. Get some help. All right, well, thanks for that. That was uh, different. Experience, yes. An experience, sure. a surprise taste test. We'll see what we can bring next week. Maybe there's something else. Yeah. Or next episode. Mm-hmm. Question I have for you, which mm. I think was one of the first topics we thought of for this. Hit me. Electric cars, mm. you own one and have owned one for about six months, I think. Yeah. What is your review? Like, they're everywhere now. I see them all the time. Yes. Not just the model that you have, but yeah. others. And yeah. I see it a lot online, other yeah. YouTubes reviewing them. But yeah. what are your thoughts in Australia, in Sydney, with an electric car? Yeah. Okay. Good question. So I, I have a, my model, it's a MG ZS EV. So mouthful. it's a mouthful. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I see them all the time as well. Mostly, I think, Teslas. I mm. see a lot of Teslas. I see a lot of Polsters, yep. Polestars, Volvo's yep. brand. And then I see a lot of, uh, I see a lot of, actually, I don't see a lot of my car, but I see uh, I see a mix of then my car, the uh, Hyundai Ioniq 5 yep. and the yep. Kia EV6. I've seen I've seen less of the Kia, but yeah, I've yeah. seen a couple. I haven't seen heaps of those. And to be honest, when we were looking originally, we went to Kia first because I like mm. really like the look of the EV6. Yeah, I didn't think I don't think we could have have afforded one anyway. But you have to wait three, four years to get one. So even if you order one now, you don't get it for like four years, mm. which seems crazy to me because I have a feeling that there'll be a new car out by then anyway. So if not multiple, you'd feel pretty annoyed if you'd order a car and then like it arrives and it's like. Th- three years ago's model yeah anyway so that was weird but what's it been like owning an electric car it's been good it's really nice to drive Mm. it's cheaper to run obviously servicing is cheaper Mm. um and we've only owned it for six months so we've never had it serviced yet but based on the prices we were given when we bought it the servicing is about the same cost but it's double the kilometers and distance right so instead of getting a car service every year for our car at least, and I think most electric cars, you only have to do it every two years wow, or 20,000 kilometers, mm. depending on how much you drive. Yeah. So all things considered, that's like half the cost on servicing. Mm. And then uh, fuel is quite expensive at the moment. At the moment, yes, like roughly very. $2 a liter here in Australia. I filled up for $2.50. Whoa. <laughs> I did not fill the tank. Holy moly, where <laughs> was that? That was back, back home, so Blue Mountains up that way. Oh. Jeepers. But that was on, uh, I want to say, s- Sunday, so yesterday. Okay. Yeah, it was just that's ludicrous. Okay. So I put like $30 in or something. Okay, so like let's say minimum, it's $2 mm. at the moment. Yeah. I think some places you're still found for like $1.96 or something. Mm. So it feels expensive. Um, electricity is going up in price still as mm. well, but it's still cheaper than fuel uh, for the most part for our use case. Yeah. Uh, when we first had it for the first like four months, we didn't have a PowerPoint. We live in an apartment block mm. and we have like a garage, like a communal garage and we have spots in the garage. I hope the primes get to me. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't have a car chart, like a PowerPoint in the mm. garage, right? To, and usually the way you do it is you just kind of slowly trickle charge it overnight. Yep. So in the meantime, in the first four months of owning the car, we would just go to a shopping center mm. uh, for like two hours every week at some point, whether it was like late at night or um, like on a Sunday we'd go and have lunch or something and, mm. and just at the time. 
and just charge the car in the f- fast charger. Yeah. And for two hours, it would be like basically zero to like 90 something percent. And that would get us through the next week. Yeah. Wow. So we just did that once a week. And that cost about 15 bucks for the charge to fully charge the car. Cause that was something I wanted to ask. Yeah. Do you pay for the charging, the public charges and how much is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So there are free charges. There's some free charges, not a lot of them, but they're all like really slow. The free ones yeah. are like 12 kilowatt hour or something like really, really slow. Like, wow. You can leave your car there for like a while and mm. it will go up, but you you couldn't rely on free ones sustainably if you had a job mm. <laughs> to charge yes. your car. Unless it was somewhere like near work where you could like plug in. But a lot of the free charges, you have to pay for parking, some of them. At so the, then you kind of At the of shopping like, center or wherever it is. Yeah. And yeah. the ones at the shopping centers, um, there is, they usually have like fast charges and then they have the free charges, which are like 22 kilowatts, which is pretty good. And you can go and just leave your car there and it might go up like 10 or 15% while you're in the shops for like an hour or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's hard to find them because everyone's trying to get the free ones mm. and it's slow. So if you've got plenty of time or you're not in a rush to like get your car charged, then yeah. sure, you could probably just like go around and charge your car completely for free. But I think if you're trying to live your life also, it's pretty hard to do that. Yeah. What is it like in terms of finding those charges? Are they well, Mm. like, is it densely populated in your... Yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. So Tesla obviously has a pretty big network of charges. Mm. Even in Australia, it's pretty good, Tesla's network. But for other cars, there's a couple of different, like, charging types. So in Australia, there's CCS, which is, like, my car is CCS. Most of the cars are CCS except for Teslas are like a special one. So if you go to a Tesla charger, their charger won't fit in a normal, any other EV car, right. but you can adapt a CCS plug to use a Tesla. So you can charge a Tesla at anything basically, yeah. but you can't charge anything at a Tesla. Kind of right. Like the whole, this is a Tesla, every thumb's a finger, not every yeah, yeah. thumb kind of vibe. Does the Tesla come with that adapter or is it the charger itself comes? Yeah. The oh, car, I think the Tesla's come with that adapter. Um, so our car's CCS and there's apps. So in Australia, like there's a charge Fox app, there's a plug share app, there's an EV, EVIE app, and they're all like separate networks that people have built out. Um, plug share should show all of them, but it doesn't always. And then you can just like, you kind of just like look through Google maps is like starting to show where specific charges are, which is handy. That's good. But then you can just open the apps and like search where you're going and it will show you where the closest charger is around you. Mm. I know most cars and the Teslas are really good at this. Like you can put in your destination on the, uh, the maps, the navs. Yeah. And then you can like, it'll say you have this much charge. Yes, you'll make it. No, you won't. You'll have to stop here. Like if you're doing a long distance thing, yeah, you have to stop at this charger on your way mm. and charge up for a few hours and then keep going or like an hour or something. Is it pretty accurate to like, yeah, as far as I, as far as I know, Tesla's is pretty good. My, our car doesn't have that feature right. or if it do, it does have like EV charges on the navigation system. Mm. But to be honest, we just use Android auto and Apple CarPlay for most of yeah, yeah. the nav stuff because their software is okay, but it still kind of sucks. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to find charges. And to be honest, I think most people will find one near them, like near their place. And then we'll just use that one yeah. the most frequently or a few near them. Like maybe if some are, booked out or unavailable, whatever, for some reason, mm. they might go to the other one. The good thing about the apps too, is usually you can tell whether they're being used at the time or not. So if you're like on the way to the shops yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm going to charge a car and you're making a decision whether you should go because you need to charge a car or not, you can actually check the app and see whether it's available. Right. That being said, you could, by the time you get there, someone could have come out and left and then it could be available. Yeah. yeah. But at least you have a good idea of whether it's like busy or not. Mm. So. It's real time. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty quick actually. Yeah. That's really cool. Huh. And looking at your electricity bill for the home charging side of things, mm. which you say you don't do too often yep. or too much. Yeah. Is it a massive draw? Like- yeah. So I never finished that story actually. So the first four months of having the car, we didn't have a plug. We then got an electrician to install a plug that's connected to our apartment's meter yeah. in our car park. So now we can trickle charge the car over, overnight just mm. at home. And since we've had that installed, we have never gone and charged it at a shopping center. So it's cheaper or just easier? Like it does It's a- way easier. You don't have to like go anywhere. plan to go to the shops to charge your car. Mm. 
Um, and I think it is cheaper, but it's way slower. So like if you don't properly plan, you can't just like quickly plug it in and then have some charge and go like, if you need yeah. the kilometers, like there's still a little bit of thinking. And I think that's probably the, that's probably the learning curve of having an electric car is like just having to remember, to, or remembering to plan to make sure you need, if you need extra kilometers, you have to do more planning. Yeah. Like our car does 320 kilometers to a full charge. Yeah. Which is not a lot. Like no. it sounds like a lot, but like a normal car might do 400 kilometers on a tank of fuel. Yeah. If not more, like I think ours Maybe is, more. ours isn't a massive tank, but mm. I think we can get like 550 out of it. Yeah. And there's a, there is like an eco mode in the electric mm. car, which like reduces your acceleration and, it's still quick, but it's like, you know, yeah, it's eco. Um, and that reduced, it brings it up to like 350. So it does give you a little bit more boost. And I think that's what they rate it for. Like if you go and look at all the advertising for it, it says like 350 kilometers on a charge, but it's yeah. like, if you want to just drive normally, it's actually like close to 300, 320. Yeah. As long as you plan, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like if we know we're going to drive to the blue mountains to see you guys, we can take the electric car and not worry about it. But if we don't plug it in the night before, we wake up as on 50%, we would still probably be able to make it, but yeah. we'd be worried. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you should make the, it, but yes, it would yeah. be dicey. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Like we'd still be fine. And I, you have to consider things like hill. I'm mean, same with a fuel, like same with a petrol car. If you're going a hundred kilometers on, just on a straight flat road with no corners, then that whatever the manufacturer gives you is probably accurate. If you're going a hundred kilometers up and down hills and around corners and yeah it's probably like closer to like 80 kilometers of actual range you get out of a hundred kilometers of range. So going to somewhere like the blue mountains where it's like up big hills for a long period of time, like steadily inclining, Mm. you're using a lot more acceleration in the car to get up the hill than you would be for the same distance on a flat road. So, but then again, you're also driving on a motorway consistently at a single speed Mm. for a good amount of that time. So then you could be saving same as a normal car but you just mm. can't stop at a petrol station and fill up your car in five minutes and then keep going. Yeah. You just get stuck. <laughs> yeah. You're in trouble. Or you have to like sleep over at a friend's house and hopefully you remember to bring a charger and plug your car in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Right. So it's really interesting that it's similar, like draw to a, like a petrol car, mm. similar range, mm. all of that sort of stuff. So what are, what do you think are some pros to like, yeah having it because you had petrol cars before you still have a petrol car but you have the ev yeah what's the pros i think the pro is the drive is really nice Mm. i don't think it's really hard to explain to people how nice it is to drive an electric car until you've driven one Mm. or at least been in one like the like not having the engine noise that the whole concept of like getting in the car and turning it on and nothing changes Mm. is really weird even still like six months down the road Usually my wife drives the electric car and then I still drive a petrol car mm. and it's only because she drives further. So it's more economical, yeah. but whenever we drive on the weekends and I drive, I like turn the car on and I'm like, it feels weird that nothing happened. Nothing changed. Like there's no engine started and yeah. even still like I'll turn the car on and then I'll be like, Oh, you can turn the car on. I'm like, it's on. She's like, Whoa. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so it's still a bit mind blowing, but I think the pros are the driving experience is really nice. It is cheaper to run generally that being said they do cost more Mm. there's a lot of like trade-offs of like i think here's a better question would i only have an electric car Mm. like because at the moment we have yes an electric and also a petrol car in 2023 would i only have an electric car Mm. no because it's not reliable enough yeah like if we wanted to go to newcastle or you know um, wollongong or even further like our family on the gold coast Mm. if we wanted to drive to the gold coast would not do it in our car maybe if we had a tesla which are $50,000 more expensive than the car we bought. Maybe if we had a Tesla, we could do it because they charge quickly and they have more range and they have a network that like is pretty reliable. Mm. No, I wouldn't have just electric cars. Especially for moment. those longer distances. Yeah. If you yeah. were to live just in and like everything that you needed was contained within yeah, city sure. of C- Sydney. As a city car, absolutely, yeah. If you knew you were never, if you hated road tripping, and hated driving for long distances, get an electric car. Yeah. Invest the money because you, you might spend ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 more than the equivalent petrol version mm. now, 
but I think I did the math. Like in the five years that you might own that car for, you will save that money. You get that mm. money back. Like it's worth mm. investing if you can at the time. Yeah. 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 No, that's really interesting. I yeah. think we've talked about my fiance and I, we've talked mm. about one day owning an electric car just because we like them. We'd like to look at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. We've been in yours. It's very nice. And yeah. The drive is something. It's just smooth. You just don't ex- understand it until you've like sat in one and been in one. Mm. But yeah, it's like any other car. It's just, it's very, just peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. And I think on the, on the topic of electric cars, I saw a, a good ad this week. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the show. I think you should leave. It's got Tim Robbins as a Netflix like comedy sketch show. Oh yes. Yeah. You've heard of it. Mm. You would have probably, if you haven't watched that show that you would have seen like uh, uh, Instagram stuff reels mm. and things come up all the time you would have seen his face somewhere he's yeah, been really there's like a really very famous or well, famous like a viral reel that went viral of like him going through a drive-through and yeah. then trying to he pays for the person's order behind him and then he tries to like quickly race around to get in there so that the person that he paid for will pay for his order yeah and he orders like everything on the menu anyway there's an ad that they made in partnership with the show for the electric dodge ram and the only mm. reason this is relevant is because it's an electric car yeah but it's very funny. I'll put the link in the description, but it's hilarious. Like yeah. it's just him like doing really dumb stuff. And then they kind of like make the comparison of like, why would you do that when you could do this kind of thing? But yeah, it's funny. I'll, you should watch yeah, it. We'll, we'll look at it. <laughs> All right. So Google Chrome mm. has been my browser of choice for many years. Same. I love it. Uh, Microsoft Edge can go get stuffed. <laughs> and worst. Safari sucks. I but- only use that on my phone. <laughs> Safari? Safari yeah. Really? You opt for Safari over Chrome on your phone? It's just a this little topic, easier, a little on easier iPhone. on iPhone, yeah. That's fair. It's and, it, and it runs a bit better. IPhone, yeah. So that makes sense. Um, there's a new player in the game. Yes. It's currently out publicly for the world to sample. We're making this a big thing because it wasn't. Like yeah, sorry. I should clarify. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I, we've been both using it, mm. but it's been in beta, which is not like... Oh, you guys are super special. It mm. was like invite only, and I knew somebody who invited me. And I was invited by someone as well. And then did I invite you or you got invited by someone else? No, I got invited by John. Oh, that's who, yeah. yeah John so invited we got both invi- of us. Yeah. yeah, cool. So because at the time during the beta, you get an invite every day. Mm. So you could invite like a new person every day if you wanted to. I'm a big, I'm a huge, John knew this. Yeah. I'm a huge browser nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I love computer stuff. Like I love tech. So when he's like, oh, there's a new browser. I was like, oh, here we go. Like, you know, Opera tried to do this already. <laughs> Firefox already gave it a go. But um, I downloaded it. It's called Arc by the browser company. And it is, it's it's actually really good. Mm. And like, it's very different. It's There's a steep learning curve to using it, I think, is how I would put it. But mm. once you once you set it up and you're using it, I think it's it's like almost the best, perfectest browser I've ever used mm. in terms for me. Yeah. It might not be the case for everyone. Um, and I know that you tried to use it initially, mm. or you did use it initially, yeah. and then you... Yeah. I, I'm not going to use the words chickened out, but... Yeah. No, I can explain what happened. <laughs> yeah. But I did try it, and it was great. Like, yeah. I backed that. Like, it's, it's definitely a steep learning curve because it's a different layout. Mm. And the way it does things is different to any other browser. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used it for probably like a solid month. And then it was, I think I was a little concerned for security purposes, sure. any crossover with my work stuff. I didn't want anything to get, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just in the beta stages of it all. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just cautious. And then I just, I kept my account because the way it works is you create an account and then you can use it. Mm. Um, I guess same as Chrome, you have a profile. Um, and yeah, I picked it up again recently mm. and I've been using it, but it's been, do have you felt like your experience the second time around has been different, better, different? There's little things I've noticed that have changed in yeah. a good way, Yeah. but nothing, I haven't spent enough time in it to find all the little nuances yeah, sure. of it. Yeah. I think with this browser, it's with arc, there's so many things you will not know like yeah. our features Heaps or our features things features. in this. Yeah. Like when you're on a YouTube video, mm. if you're just on YouTube, mm-hmm. watching a video and you want to go to another tab, mm. Arc automatically pops that window out yeah. and it just sits 
wherever you want it. You just drag, you it, drag it around, you resize it. it, you can pause, pause you can go there. back. Yeah. Just in this little hovering YouTube window and mm -hmm. it's very clean. Mm -hmm. There's no title. Like it's just the video is yeah. hovering above whatever you're doing. Yeah, with like nice rounded corners. Like, mm. yeah, I think that was the thing that kept me initially because, yeah, I was a bit concerned about this company that I've never heard of before. Yeah. And like I'm logging into like my bank and stuff on there. So like for like the first few months, I just like did all that still in Chrome. Mm. And I don't know why I have so much trust for Google, yeah. but <laughs> they've earned it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, the thing that kept me coming back to it was like the design and how like user friendly it was to navigate things. Mm. And even like even tabs at the top of your thing mm. makes makes sense because it's like maximizing your screen space. Mm. But it actually is kind of annoying because if you have too many tabs open, you can't even see them anymore. They're just yeah. like tiny little windows. Yeah. So the way Arc, I should also clarify, Arc doesn't do tabs at the top. It mm -hmm. just does. It has a sidebar, and then it has like um, a favorite section essentially at the top. And then you, every tab you open just like will stack down a sidebar, and you can create folders in there and everything. But yeah, there's heaps of features. Like there's an easel thing that I don't think I've ever even used. No, but I heard But of. you can like save like save images to an easel straight away. And then that's inside Arc and you can like write on them and save it's like them. your own mood board yeah. sketch Already pad inside Arc. Right there. Um, I really like the way they do downloads. Like there's a download section that's just quick and easy to get to. I haven't actually I don't think I've actually I downloaded, downloaded anything. anything. So I need to it's all like just it's all over on the left like even media mm. it'll display like a media page and it will just show you like all the images that you've downloaded as images rather than as yeah, like wow. file names and text that's cool which you can do in finder in your downloads folder yeah but having it all in like the one place is awesome and i, I think, think the other thing that was really great is that it's very community driven mm. as like it feels like that at the moment and maybe that's because it has been in beta and that might change now that's actually publicly out. Mm. But I feel like they've done a good job of like listening to people's feedback and then implementing it. So then yeah. the next update happens and they'll be like, oh, we've done this. And thanks to, you know, this person and that person for pointing it out or whatever. Yeah. Which I like because it's like they're actually listening to people's feedback and making changes rather than just like this is the mm. thing that we made and just deal with it if you don't like it. Yeah. No, I feel like they're very open to everything. Even There's plenty of videos where I think the CEO mm, yeah, of he does, like, the browser YouTube company. Stuff all the time. Yeah, he's yeah. just like engaging yeah. with the audience and yeah. customers so which, which is great mm. but yeah it's like like the sidebar is like you said it's very customizable you yep. can make it as as wide or as narrow as you like yeah yeah change the colors like you can i think you can change the yep. colors more freely in this than any other browser that i've yeah. seen yeah so if you want a hot pink browser yeah you can you, you can, can do, do that. that if you want yeah. yeah dark mode you can have that you can customize all of that um Something I love is the shortcuts. Mm. Like I know you can command T in Chrome, yeah. make a new tab, all that sort of stuff. But I think there's a lot more in R. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a huge list of things that you can just do with very quick commands once you yeah. know them. Yeah. And they make the settings, the shortcuts, like really quite easy to jump in and change. It almost mm. feels like a video game changing like controls in a video game yeah. rather than it being like kind of like a complicated menu it's very like that's the shortcut for if you want to change it just click on it and punch your own one in and then it's done yeah um which is awesome uh there's also like another feature that they just introduced called boost i think it's called mm. boost i'll correct myself if i'm wrong if if it's not called boost there'll be text here that says something else <laughs> but it's essentially like you can actually edit. They've found a way for the browser to like adjust the actual HTML and the styling of the website. Mm. So like when you're on, you know, Spotify or whatever, if you want the to all the text to be pink and the background to be light gray, mm. horrible combination. Yeah, of colors, don't do by that. The way. Do not do that. But if that's what you wanted, you can actually go in and like edit all the elements on that page individually and like change the colors and get rid of whole sections. Like if you don't want to show the album art, you can just get rid of the whole section. Like That's so cool. Which I, I, don't, I don't know how they did that. Yeah. But. I don't know how they're working with all these different websites because I think that was in beta. Mm, yeah, it was. But yeah. it was, maybe it was a bit, you know, it was still in uh, work in progress. Yeah. And but I don't yeah. know if it works with every website. 
Yeah, I think it's like website. major websites, but maybe not all. Yeah. Maybe it's certain APIs or, or things that it needs access to through the website or certain data. Okay, it is called Boosts. Mm. Just correcting myself right now. And there's like a gallery that they have where people have already gone through and made Boosts for popular websites. And you can just copy those? Yeah, and then you can just like click them and then it will apply it to every time you go to that website, Arc will apply that styling to the website. It's kind of like a theme in Chrome, but for each website individually. And it remembers it. Yeah, so like there's some in here for like cute Gmail and it makes like your new message thing like like a nice green, it's like a pastel colored Gmail. Right, um, very customizable. Yeah, almost like, like simple gram. Yeah. So that's just like Instagram, but it's like matte black and white and that's it, no colors. Very cool. So it's cool. It's a cool feature. I haven't actually really explored this at all, mm. which is I feel like the problem and the amazing thing about Arc is that there's so many things that I yeah. never even use in there, but they're there, which is awesome. Yeah. So. I was going to say, something that I think I noticed during the beta, and I think they were pretty open about it, is that they don't have ads. Like mm. I haven't necessarily, yeah, I haven't like there's ads on YouTube and, and such within yeah. websites, but yeah. like... Arc itself isn't like charging or sorry, getting paid yeah, to yeah. promote anything yeah. on their browser yet. Which is, I don't know how they're making money. That would, that was <laughs> going to be my question. How does, because it doesn't cost like money this... to have, like it's free. It's just a browser. Yeah. And there's a ton it. of employees, right? It's yeah. It a seems good number. Like, it, like they have community managers and they have like mm. people. Yeah. Every time there's an update, there's like a whole written thing about this person did this, this developer did that. Like, mm. so well, I guess that's up to them to figure yeah. out how to make money, but yeah, it's <laughs> not our problem. But yeah, that is, it's interesting. There's no ads. Mm. And I guess another thing, this is what really intrigued me was mm. the ethos of their business was, I think their goal one day is yeah. to have like, what did he call it? Like a cloud based computer or something. I forget what it was called, oh. but the CEO did some talk and he was like, the goal is here. You would, all of the apps that you use on your computer, like, Spotify, like Slack for messaging if you use it at work or something. Mm. All these apps that you download are also web-based apps. Right. So like you don't actually need to download them to use them. Yeah, sure. And that's why you have your favorites. That's why you have essentially mini app icons are your mm. favorites, Yeah. right? Yeah. On the okay. sidebar. That makes sense. And his goal or his idea was you would sign up, you would create your browser exactly as you want it. Mm -hmm. And then if you go away on a holiday and you have access to any computer, you just log into Arc, your normal account, and you have access to everything okay. as you would see it back at home. <clears throat> that makes sense. Mm. That makes so sense. So that relies less on your having your own computer, yeah, like your personal computer, whereas you would have your personal browser that is your computer. Yeah, that does make sense because I, I am one of those people that down – so I use Notion a lot. We use mm. Notion for work. Yeah. We use Notion for this. Podcasts. Um, but I download the Notion app. So I've, instead mm. of using the desktop, uh, sorry, instead of using the web-based version of Notion, which they have, I download the Notion app because mm. I like having like, if I'm going to do something in Notion, I know it's not in my browser, it's yeah. in Notion. But that being said, I've been confused a few times because uh, the even the search function for Arc is the same as Mac. Yeah, It's like command. a command space. Or you could, it's actually, no, what is it? It's... Something else. It's slightly different, but it's very similar. Mm. And I've been like searching in Arc for things thinking that it's, that is Mac. Yeah. And I'm like, I could pretty much do everything in here. Mm. I just have to like rewire my brain not to look for the app, but look, just look in everything yeah. in, in Arc. And I think that's, yeah, like like but I said, I that's, that's their his goal. Vision, so that makes I mean, sense. His vision yeah. is that you would have Arc open 24-7 yeah. and your apps are on the side there and mm. any tabs that you want to go into. Because yes. another thing is, think correct me if i'm wrong the favorites preload yeah correct so if you yeah. just switch between say four or five of your favorites mm -hmm. they're already loaded yeah it'll there's like no automatically load cache them. yeah so it's it lo they load them a lot quicker rather than loading them new every time mm. they will do like refreshes every now and then yeah just so like just to keep up. things updated and they also have like if you hover over them it'll give you so if like in gmail if you hover over your gmail favorite it'll show you like the most recent two emails that you've got in a little box right there, 
without having to click into anything. That's so clever. But just smart stuff like that. Um, the only problem I do have with them, not the, the not them personally, the team, <laughs> <laughs> but with Arc itself, is that they don't have an Android app, mm. which sucks. <laughs> Thank you, Tashi. <laughs> a producer us. just said that's a you problem, which is fine. And then they also uh, they don't have a Windows version yet, mm. which is fine. They're they're a startup. Like they'll get there eventually if they want to. But um, at should, the moment, it's should say they do have an iPhone app. They do have an iPhone app, but I downloaded it and I yeah. logged in. Mm. But because my iCloud storage is pretty much full classic most people's yeah, stories i get a message error message that just says full storage and i can't do anything okay, like so it only syncs with icloud at i the believe moment. so yeah okay it's not like independent and i i assume that's a costing thing because it mm. does ho- it costs a lot of money to like host everyone's data somewhere in a server so they'd just be using icloud sync to do that which is why they can't have it on windows and makes sense yeah I love it. I love an Android app though. Yeah. If you can, I'll pay for it. I'd pay for it. I'd honestly, I'd, I'm not saying charge for it, but I'm saying I would pay for it. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where it goes. It's like a small fee or even a subscription fee yeah. month to month to what? use. Arc. Now we're paying for our browsers. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's everything in one. You can use whatever laptop or computer you have access to. All right. So something else that I've seen recently and yeah. something that I've seen a lot of mm. is Fujifilm's x100v yeah that's it i think it used to be the x100f but that's been discontinued yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. seen a lot of it yeah on tiktok on instagram just as a Mm. a workhorse among influencers and just every content creator on the planet yeah it's very expensive though it's yeah (laughs) it's a lot i've i recently just went through this thing where i work for creative agency now I, my role is I still shoot and edit and I still am passionate about that stuff, but I had a, you know, $3,000 Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 6K Pro, $3,500 camera just sitting at home like that I barely ever use because we have work, Mm. Uh, we have gear at work. Yeah. So I just went through this like big clean out, like I need to make space for this new baby that's coming, need to make space for, I don't have space to use any of the gear at home anyway. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get rid of a bunch of it. So I sold a bunch of stuff. And then I have all this money from the stuff I just sold, which is meant to go to the baby. <laughs> and I was like, I could buy a new camera, <laughs> which is obviously not what I'm planning on doing. But in that process, I was like, I, I want to, I don't need to do it for work, but I want to be a, like, I want to kind of enjoy photography a mm. bit more. And when you're doing it with like a mirrorless, like a, I got a Canon EOS R, which mm. I still have. I don't know. It just feels too like, clinical i don't know clinical is the wrong word but like mm. i'm not trying to shoot for a job i'm just trying to shoot for fun i just want to take photos mm. of my family like yeah. of things that i like the look of of like nice architecture like mm. i don't want to like yeah i don't know just too clean yeah and you go one way and you're like okay well you go get a film camera but i'm like i don't want to i can't be bothered doing any of that crap and like waiting for mm. film to be developed and, and it's expensive and so. yeah and like burning money on film that I'll just then turn into digital so I can post on Instagram anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what's the middle ground here? And I started looking into Fuji because Fuji has incredible like film emulation in camera yeah. effect stuff. And I was like, okay, well, there's this camera that I keep hearing about called the X100V. Mm. And I was like, can't be that much. It's fixed lens. Yeah, <laughs> It's got think. a 22 mil fixed lens, an APS-C camera. Uh, it's almost $3,000, which is nuts. Um, so the long and short of it is I want to buy one, but I also don't because mm. I want to buy one because I just want a camera that I can grab and go and take photos and not have to think about it. But I also don't want to buy one because it seems ridiculous to spend almost $3,000 on a camera that I can't even change the lens on. Mm. Like if I wanted to shoot at 75 mils, I couldn't Yeah, because it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. And I think other mirrorless cameras... Same sort of size, mm. either Sony's or other. Pretty sure you can get them around the same price. You might have to spend a bit more on a lens, but at least you're yeah. like the quality, it's full frame. It's like all these other things yeah. are leaps and bounds ahead yeah. of the Fujifilm. But it, I guess it is those simulations that are great. 
Yeah, and and for most of the content that I'm watching, because I watched a lot of reviews about it last night, um, is that <laughs> most people like really enjoy it because it's a well for some people it's a creative challenge, mm. like having the camera that you cannot change a lens on mm. means that so it's APS-C 22 mil lens, so it's actually a close like 35, yeah. but having a 35 mil lens permanently attached to your camera means that if you want to get a shot and you're f- too far away, you have to get closer. You have to figure out something else. Like, mm. There's challenging elements to it other than just like, oh, put another lens on and, you know, then I can be closer. And it makes you think more, which I like the idea of. And I like the idea of just like most people use it in auto. They mm. don't shoot manual because it's just good in auto. Like they just chuck it in auto, add a film emulation that they like the look of and just take photos. Mm. And one of the biggest kind of like exciting factors about most people is that they just shoot in JPEG and then they just get it off their camera onto their phone and then that's the photos. Yeah. They're not like bring into Lightroom, which I feel like takes the fun away from it when I'm shooting photos mm. is like, I don't, I don't like editing the photos all the time. I just want them to be nice, mm. which is why I like, I just use my phone most of the time. Cause yeah. I'm like, it's there in my pocket and then the photos are there on my phone. Yeah. And it sort of does a bit of editing for you. So yeah. It saves it. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, the camera itself is like, has real buttons and dials and yeah, it's very you know, it's like tactile. aluminium and yeah. I don't know. It's really, I'm really excited about it, but I also, I don't want to get caught up in the hype of just getting it because everyone mm. keeps saying it's mm. fantastic. Cause it is a camera from three years ago Yeah, and it's not amazing specs and you could get a better camera for the same price. Mm. Like you get a better camera for the same price, but is a better camera better just because it's better on paper or is because it is actually better for what you want it for? Mm. Yeah. I've <laughs> definitely been sitting in the same boat. I have a an old Sony A7R2, mm-hmm. quite a few generations old now. Mm-hmm. Bought it soon after release. So it was pretty pricey then. It's definitely come down since, but the, the, the latest versions of the 7Rs are... Four thousand, five thousand dollars, whatever it is. Yeah, right. It just sits at home. Mm. My camera. I don't get out. I don't get it out all the time. Mm. When we're doing photo shoots with my fiance in her business, mm-hmm. I definitely get it out, and I'm using that. And then, yeah, that doesn't happen all the time. That's only when there's seasonal photo shoots and yeah, yeah, yeah. content shoots. But I just want to have a camera that I can quickly grab out and take a photo. Like I said, point shoot. Yeah, take a photo. That's why I use my phone. Most of the stuff on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Except with the exception of a couple mm-hmm. are all on my phone. Yeah. That's so, pretty impressive. Phone cameras are really good. Yeah. That's the best camera is the one they have with you. But I do love the tactile feel yeah. of a camera. Yeah. Like a physical camera. Not necessarily just hearing the shutter, but all the mm. buttons that you can press mm. and switch. Yeah. And someone someone described it as a glorified point and shoot, mm. basically, this X one hundred V. Especially on auto. Yeah, because like you're not doing any like anyone could just pick it up and use it. But I think that's the like that's what makes it exciting to think about using. It's because also because of its styling, it doesn't look intimidating for people. But if you're taking photos at like a family barbecue, or, you know, around the pool or whatever, or like hanging out with people, they're not like, why has this guy got his like five thousand dollars cinema camera out yeah. trying to take a photo of me? It's a just like two hundred oh, mil lens. Oh, it's a film camera. Yeah. Like they, they wouldn't even know. You're like, yeah. oh, I can't show you. Sorry, I have to get the photos developed. Like. But yeah, I think it's like disarming, which is why I want to get one. But I know I really shouldn't spend that much money on a camera right now. Before we wrap it up, do they have other options? Because yes, yes, that Fujifilm is great, but there are so many other great models in their range. Mm. But do they have a cheaper option, That's even if it doesn't have all of those film simulations? Yep. For the most part, people use one anyway. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Fuji's base, color, base, mm. like everything. Yeah, their science all of is their, great. Yeah, all of their color science is really good. And I definitely looked at other options above that price, mm. which is just a, my problem. Did you go below <laughs> that price? But I didn't look anything below that price. And I probably should because if what I'm after is something that's quick and easy to use, everything mm. above that price is actually uh, just the going back to like, you just have to buy lenses for it. Mm. You have to buy FX lenses, Fuji lenses for it. And then it's like, okay, well, you're in the same system. Mm. Part of the joy of the X100V, I think, for people that have talked about it, is that it's like you just it's portable, like mm. it's small. You just grab it, chuck mm. it in your bag, take a photo. Mm. You don't have to like worry about 
a lens. Oh, I want to change this lens. So I never look down. I should look down. I Definitely look check down. it out. Because something that I've recently done since watching the Batman, the recent Batman, and yeah. even a little bit before, yeah. there was a YouTuber that really got me into this, but I wanted to buy a lens, cheap lens, and just like have it be a throw around lens, not, mm. not worry about it being $3,000 and not getting it, yeah. dropping it, not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the raw and even the imperfections in it, mm. especially in Batman. They specifically mm. filmed on lenses that were yeah, damaged right. yeah, and damaged, broken yeah. lenses. So it had a certain look. It had a certain focus. It couldn't reach focus at times. Yeah. All of these things. And it just gave it a bit of character. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I want a blurry shot yeah, every yeah. time. No, but, but just a nice. light, light, cheaper camera or lens. Just to throw around and like you said, just take a photo. It's more for the art, less of the the pristine quality. Yeah, it's, a, it's about the journey. And then the last thing I'll say is that I tried to do that with my Canon R, mm. and I bought a, well, I think it was a Pentax, like an old Pentax, like a thirty-five mil, mm. with like none of none of its auto. It's all manual iris, manual yeah. everything, and I. I've just recently put that on my camera and I'm like, I'll just use this. If I want to take a photo, I'm like, it's a fixed lens now. Like yeah. I'm not going to let myself change lenses. The problem is I still get too clean an image out of the camera, Cause it's too <laughs> which good. is never a problem I thought I would have. Mm. But it's like, I need to like just peg the camera at a wall or something or like, yeah. not the camera, the lens, Yeah, you know, bash it up a bit. So I get some character in there, but yeah. yeah, that's just, that's my small rant about wanting to buy a camera that I shouldn't. Mm. We'll do our research. We'll do our research. Yeah. We'll come back with some options. Okay. Our final our final topic for today, mm. before we get into patch notes, yep. which we have one that we're sharing today. Mm. Uh, but before we get there, uh, very quickly, Disney's giving up on DVDs. Did and you hear about this? I didn't hear about this. And, and Blu-rays. And Blu-rays. Okay. Correct. Um, so the last movie, well, this is in, in Australia, at least. Oh, okay. Maybe not in the US right now, but in Australia, if you have a... DVD player still. Um, probably not watching this. Yeah. Do you know what the internet is? <laughs> no, just kidding. How do YouTube? Uh, that's rude. Um, <laughs> we have a DVD player. It's called an Xbox. Yeah. Anyway, if you have a DVD player and you really like Disney, um, get Disney Plus because you will not be able to watch any Disney movies ever again mm. after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's the last movie they're producing on DVD in Australia. Is it out on DVD and Blu-ray currently? It's out on Disney Plus, I yeah, assume so, yes. I've seen that. Okay. Because, yeah, I know this would cost a lot of money. DVDs cost way too much money. And Blu-rays cost way too much money. For the amount of people that would be buying them these days, there's no way that that's worth them continuing to do that. Not only the cost of them having to do it, but the the environmental impact Mm. of what happens with all of those DVDs that never get sold and probably just get, like, thrown into a landfill Mm. or something. Yeah, and it's not even just the DVD. It's the the plastic case, case, the the paper booklet or whatever that's wrapped around it. It's such a waste. So, I mean, this is just, like, more, like, everything going digital, but I think this is actually probably a good call. Yeah, I think think it's probably better. Probably a smart move. You'd probably find most of their customers already have Disney Plus anyway. Yeah. The people that want the DVD or the Blu-ray are people like myself that bought. I would go and buy, say, Lord of the Rings in... Blu-ray yeah. or That's what I was gonna Blade Runner and Blu-ray. Last, what was the last Blu-ray? Probably a Blu-ray because mm. I imagine you bought a Blu-ray last yeah. rather than a DVD. Yeah. What was the last Blu-ray you bought? I know mine. So the last one I bought would have been Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner, uh-huh. like the director's cut, everything. Or yeah. I think it had all the versions of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the last one I bought, but that was a little while ago. Mm-hmm. I'd been gifted Ooh. the Lord of the Rings Blu-ray set me too because i asked for it nice nice. yeah good gift that's what i bought for myself Mm. just recently that was like recently like two years ago or something Mm. and that was the last blue i've ever bought so there you go yeah worth it but see you disney bye all right to finish it off patch notes let's do it back at it again um this week or i think it was last week actually i saw ben marriott released a video yep Great guy, great YouTuber. Check him out. Mm-hmm. Um, the best of animation 2023, is it? Yeah, best animations of 2023 so far Yeah, was the title of the video. And it was essentially just a, a collection of great animations from various studios, agencies, uh, designers, animators. Mm-hmm. Like 
just just a group of people mm-hmm. um, doing their work, and he just compiled it and presented it and talked through their processes and just showed it off. He just wanted yeah. to like uh, show yeah their greatness, really. Yeah, and um, I quite enjoyed it. A lot of those I'd seen, but some I hadn't. There were some really cool ones in there. There was some art style one where it was. I think they hand drew the frames. Yeah. Scanned it into, like, scanned it digitally and then laid that into whatever editor they used. And then re-stretched Stretched the original it. footage that they captured yeah. across the frames that they'd drawn. Yes. Yeah. So then it, like, created this really cool hand-drawn, obviously, yeah. technique. Yeah. With, like, all the nuances of actual hand uh, drawing on paper and, and it was just incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. And we're doing a bit of a combined patch notes this week because I just liked it too much. To mm. I just wanted to pick one of the videos that he mentions in there out. Or two, actually. So the first one in the video is um, the design studio Buck. Mm-hmm. They Love did them. a video for GitHub and it's just really nice, like clean. It's all these different styles of animation kind of coming together mm. and it combines like, you know, 2D flat animation and 3D animation and real life footage into like this one ad for GitHub and it's, it's awesome. And then the second one uh, was this like using textures, like it would like turn normal office or like home decor items, like a water bottle and like expand it and blow it up and turn it into like a vase. Remember that one? Oh, uh, I do. Yes. It, yeah. like it would like blow up and then like. Was turn that into Buck a... again? Was that Buck? Um, Someone else. It's called Creative Studio. But that video was really good. And like, I'll, we'll link all this stuff below, but go watch Ben Marriott's video because he has got all of them there and then all of them linked below. Um, but that was really nice, the way that the textures and stuff looked. And it was all done in 3D, but it looked so real, like tactile. Yeah. So it's it a awesome. great collection of stuff. Go check it out. Uh, definitely recommend all of his stuff. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> this podcast has been recorded at Piermont Studios. Mm. Uh, in Piermont, our creatively random theme music was beautifully crafted by Scott Baker. And if you want to get in touch or follow us on Instagram, you can go to at creatively random or go to creativelyrandom.com. And uh, if you want to send us a message, you can do that as well or, or contact us uh, via Instagram. We're so stoked that you listen to the show. And if you have anything else that we should taste test, let us know. Uh, just as a hint, I don't like spice, but I will do almost anything for entertainment. I will not eat a bunch of coriander. I swear to you, I will die. (laughs) Bit extreme, but maybe. Just a bushel of coriander. Anyway, thanks so much. We'll see you next episode. See ya.